Blog Talk Radio. You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Cross. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Emptied it for Crosby. Missed it. As it bounced wide. Girardi hit by Dupuy. 15 seconds to go. Naslin. Jardes to the net Barb takes the ball. The snap. Play action. Drops the throw. Throws a bomb over the middle. At the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Jericho Pottery. The Jets go for the home run on fourth and one. And Barb throws a strike to Pottery. Fred Barb on the afternoon. Five touchdowns. It's third down. Manning throws for Toomer. Touchdown. What a catch. They're three for three and scoring touchdowns from inside the 20. And here's the latest one to Tumor. Yeah, they go bunch set, and then they disperse the wide receivers to get them to spread the field. And then they've got Imani Tumor working the middle, one-on-one on the rookie, Mike Jenkins. That's just a great catch by Imani Tumor. Live from Lindbrook and Brooklyn, New York. This is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Ace Man and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. Matt. So, you know, guys. And we are back on. Back on. Hi, Quas is here. I'm Quas here. Yeah, have no fear. He's here. <laughs> exactly. So, right, well, Quas, uh, let me start off by asking you how was, uh, well, I'll talk about A Rod a little bit here. We'll get to him in a little bit, but how was your uh, Valentine's Day? It was okay. You know, nothing uh, extraordinary, but. Uh, all right. you know, love was in the air for Nate Robinson that he won the uh, slam dunk crown. Of course, uh, right. the little White guy, Howard. little guy Nate little, Robinson. Yeah, she's uh he's shorter than me, but uh, I was seeing Dwight Howard in the slam dunk contest, and I, really, I didn't see it uh, because I was out, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, I heard that um, Kevin Durant did a pretty good job in that H O R C horse competition. Did you see that mm-hmm. at all? Uh, I did not see that. Well, what happened there? 
Well, yeah, I don't know. They had like a new event, you know. Obviously, like everybody's played horse before. Uh, so yeah, Kevin Durant apparently did pretty good in that. All right, but anyway, uh, the main story tonight, uh, tonight will be A Rod, and of course we'll get to Brett Favre also. Brett Favre stock is never gonna end either, so we'll get to those two uh, quickly. Um, of course, uh, before we forget, the number to call is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. That is the number to call. We'll take your calls at any point during the show. So if you have anything to say, we're uh, open for it. So, Quad, uh, start with the, what do you think about this uh, A Rod situation? Uh, it's definitely surprising. I mean, uh, Jose Canseco kind of hinted at A-Rod uh, taking steroids in his book, Vindicated, which came out in 2008, but I really didn't think A-Rod was a steroid user. Uh, now that he confessed to it, um, it's, it's certainly very surprising. I'm, I was shocked that he said that he took steroids. Uh, but I think A-Rod, he came clean. You know, he kind of he apologized, but I think the real – issue is going to be once he starts playing in games and hitting all those home runs and John Sterling does all his, it is high, it is far, it is gone calls, uh, then you're going to really going to see uh, A-Rod's true colors. The fans are going to boo him probably when he walks to the batter's box. Oh yeah, this will be the home run so. calls this year. It is an A-bomb for A-Rod. I mean, uh, he's not going to be able to get around it. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough for him this year. I, I think so, at least because now he's going to have to have that weight on his shoulders, plus the pressure of New York. Of course, he hasn't won a championship here. I don't think he's even won a playoff series here, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, maybe in 2004, I think they probably beat the Twins in the ALCS. No, well, uh, ALDS. A-Rod a- 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 did win uh, in 2004. He did win the playoff series. Uh, did win the ALDS, but of course they had that collapse to Boston. We won't mention that yeah. on the show. But, uh, yeah, we that's, that's again more collapse. And then, of course, uh, lost to the Angels a couple times in the DS. And, of course, had that embarrassing year last year where they didn't even make the playoffs. So, I mean, A-Rod, there's going to be a lot of pressure. It's going to be, you know, and he really, it's a lose-lose situation because, uh, you know, if he does good this year, they're going to say, well, you know, he cheated before. You know, it doesn't matter. If he does bad this year, they're going to say, oh, it was because he was was on steroids. So, I mean, uh, there's really nowhere the guy can go. I mean, he's going to have to win a championship. That's the quickest way that he's going to get out of this. I don't see any other way. He's oh, yeah, he's got it. No question. I mean, I mean, we'll get into Yankees pitching staff later, but the way this, the makeup of the 2009 Yankees, on paper, this team has got to be the best team in the AL East, despite the fact that they finished in third place last year. I mean, I, I can't see – I mean, Joe Duarte even said it himself. If the Yankees don't, don't make the playoffs, he's, he's out. He's on the hot seat all year if the Yankees don't make the playoffs. And, even, and from there, I think his job is safe. If the Yankees even make the first round and get knocked out, uh, Duarte is safe as manager. But A-Rod's got to make the playoffs end of his contract. And Derek Jeter, same thing for him. Derek Jeter's at the, finally at the final year of his 10 uh, – or actually 2010. So this is the uh, – second to last year of Derek Jeter's uh, 10-year contract that he signed uh, a while back. And if the captain uh, doesn't uh, – and his numbers have gone down. If the captain doesn't produce this year, the Yankees, I mean, they're going to lose pretty much uh, a big part of their championship seasons if they don't make it. I mean, yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, Now, uh, Quas, there was an interview that Aira did – with uh, Peter Gammons last week on ESPN, of course, where he revealed that he yes. took uh, those performance-enhancing drugs uh, from 2001 to 2003 with the uh, Texas Rangers. Uh, that was, by the way, all his years with Texas. And those years, of course, he averaged the uh, highest you know, home run rate of all his years in baseball. Averaged, I think, something like 136 RBIs a year. Won an MVP yeah. those years. And, you know, the thing is now everybody's going to say, well, those are tainted now. I mean, because, you know, he was on he was on the juice. But at the same time, exactly. if you're thinking about, you know, home run records, if you're one of those guys who, you know, cares about all those stats, um, I mean, how many home runs do you really take away from the guy, though? Because, first of all, Texas is a band box. It's a great hitter's park. And, um, you know, you know, if he wasn't taking stories, well, maybe he would have hit, what, like five or ten less home runs? I really don't think it affects you that much, especially like, you know, you hit a bomb, maybe it'll go out by a little less, but, you know, it still goes out. So, I mean, you know what? All right, so do we have a call on the line, actually? We have a call on the line right now. It's a 347 area code. 
what's your name? Where are you calling from? You're on the sports dock with Ace Man on the Cloth. What's going on tonight? 347. Uh, hi, I'm Zeeshan. Hey, Zeeshan, what's up? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Stony Brook. Stony Brook, okay. Yeah. What's up, man? Yeah. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I just want to just want to say that I love your show and I love you guys. Uh, not like Thanks. homo, but Thanks. I love I love the I love the way you guys talk <laughs> about uh, baseball and everything else. And, Thanks, bro. There, and there's no I homo want, Valentine's Day weekend. Okay, so, yeah, and I just want to let you know that I love Yankees. I love I love the way they play they play baseball and I love everything about them. Uh, well, Alright, so uh, how do you think? I don't, love, I don't love, uh, No, let me finish. I don't love Yankees just because I'm from New York, but I love Yankees because they are the best. You know, they are, they are the best of the best. That's debatable. That's debatable, Zeeshan. But uh, I mean, the Yankees well, were uh, are the team of New York. It's no question. They have the 26 World Championships. Well, let me ask well, you uh, two things. Well, I, well, understand, I understand your point, but I would say that if you're from New York, you should love Yankees. And if you don't love Yankees, and if you're from New York, then I would say that. You you should not belong to New York. You should go to Boston. I think Ace Man. I think I think Ace Man begs to differ. I think Ace Man. I mean, you can hate the Yankees. You can love and hate them. Uh, well, I mean the Yankees. I mean, there's no way around it. Even me as a Met fan, the Yankees are the most. Uh, you know, they're the most. Well, dynamic team. Basically, I, I don't know how you can describe it. You know, they have the most money. They generally have the most fans around the world. They're, like, they're a prestigious franchise. No one can argue about they're, that. They're America's but king. Yeah. Tell me uh, how, why they haven't won a World Series since the year 2000. What's gone wrong the last eight years? What's going What's going to be different this year than the last eight years? George Bush was president for the last eight years. The Yankees haven't won during <laughs> George Bush's campaign. I guess uh, maybe uh, the new president will bring a new luck for the Yankees or perhaps the Mets. Well, we'll that would be possible if, if Obama if Obama was from New York, but unfortunately he's not from New York, so I can't say anything. All right, so let me ask Maybe you one more question. Um, CC Sebastian, AJ Burnett, and uh, Mark Teixeira. What do you think about these guys coming in? Are these guys going to finally uh, be the key to the high corner? Uh, I I think Yankees is the future. The future of baseball is is dependent on Yankees. So there's nothing there's nothing more to talk about. Yankees are the best. I love them. You you hate them or not, I don't care because I love them. That's all it is. <laughs> all right, Zeeshan, right, right. thank you so yeah, much for the Yeah, great call. job. Don't give me a valid reason why you think they're going to win this year. Zeeshan, we'll, we'll definitely hang out sometime soon. I'll see you later. All right, man. thanks, bro. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, man. Right, Again, yeah, I mean... All right, well, I obviously, uh, this is like propaganda because, uh, you know, the Yankees are... In my book, I mean, uh, come on. Why, why, you know, why do the Yankees get treated on a higher pedestal than everybody else? I, I don't understand. And people, you know, they they think that the Yankees, you know, oh, you know, like that America's team or something. I well, you know, oh, this Jack. is my show. The Mets are my team, and I beg to differ. And I and I, I hate the Yankees deeply. <laughs> I'll just say it on the air. I hate the Yankees. And if they win, you know, that that'll be exciting for New York. But you know, what? I'll I'll be pissed you off. Can't. Experience. You can say whatever you want about the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that they're always a good team, but you know, there has to be a reason why they haven't won a World Series the past eight years. Maybe somebody should get fired. I don't know. Definitely. Team is All right, Stephen, let's uh, let's uh, let's act out this uh, transcript here. It's kind of uh, interesting when you look at it. Uh, Peter Gammons uh, interviewed Alex well, Rodriguez course, on Monday. Uh, yeah, Peter Gammons interview with Era, of course. You know. ESPN has the rights to it, so we can't play it on the air. But, you know, we'll do the best we can to uh, try to emulate what it really was. So we'll do a little bit of it. So just so if you're under a rock and didn't hear it, here's what went on. Peter Gammons began. Alex, this weekend Sports Illustrated reported that in 2003 you tested positive for testosterone, an anabolic steroid known as Primo Bolin. What is the truth, Mr. A-Rod? Hey, babe, I'll call you back. Oh, oh, sorry, uh, what was the question? Oh, oh, yeah, when I arrived in Texas in uh, 2001, I felt an enormous amount of pressure. I felt like I had all the weight on the top of the world to me. I needed to perform <laughs> for all my fans and, and perform at a high level every day at the ballpark. Back then, you know, it was a different culture. It was very loose. I was young. I was kind of stupid, you know? I, I was naive. naive. 
I wanted to prove to everyone, everyone, that, you know, I was worth, I, you know, I'm going to be one of the greatest players of all time, but I'm never going to win a World Series. I did think it banned substance, you know. For that, you know, I'm very sorry. I'm deeply, I'm deeply regretful of, you know, hitting all those home runs, you know. The culture back then in Major League Baseball overall, you know, it was very different. I just feel that, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry for that time. I'm sorry to my fans. I'm sorry for making out with Madonna. I'm sorry for my fans <laughs> in Texas. You know, it wasn't until then that I ever thought about a substance of any kind. And since then, I've proved to myself and to everyone that I don't need any of that to have strippers in Toronto. Okay, so you're basically saying that the time period was 2001, 2002, and 2003? Yes, yes, that's pretty accurate, yes. That's that's the only three years. Okay, uh, so in other words, um, in other words, what kind of substance were you taking exactly? Well, you know, um, Quas, that's the thing. Again, um, you know, it was such a loosey-goosey kind of error, you know? You know, I'm, I'm guilty. You know, for a lot of things that I did, you know, I'm, I'm guilty for being ne- negligent, naive, and, you know, stupid, not asking all the right questions. You know, and to be quite honest, I don't know exactly what substance I was guilty of using. <clears throat> really? So where did you, oh, really? where did yeah. you get where did you get this substance? Well, again, time you know, you have nutrition, you have nutritionists, doctors, you have trainers. <laughs> That's the question today, you know, where did you get it? We're in the era of Balco. I mean, back then it was just about what, you know? You know, I mean, I you know, and before we go any further, you know, I'm not like Bonds. You know, I didn't break no home run records. Uh, I didn't tarnish anything, you know. I only took it for three years, and he took it probably for like 20 years. But there's many things, you know, that you can take that are banned substances. I mean, there's things that have been removed, like from GNC, that would trigger a positive test, you know. But you know, I know how to get around it. I'm sure. I'm not sure exactly what substance I used, but you know, whatever it was, I feel terrible. I, I really do feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, Bottom. yeah. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. For anyone who doesn't know what Balco is, that's a Bay Area Laboratory Cooperative. Um, and uh, we we will continue uh, this interview when we get back. Uh, of course, as you can see already, Aira doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Uh, at least he's acknowledged. Of course, I know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, at least, at least, and that's exactly what he was saying. But at least he acknowledged he took okay, something. Okay, you know, you know, you know, Peter, I, I need to get a, a glass of water. All right, all right, fine, I'll, come back. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Aaron was part of the anonymous testing. So if Aaron took the test, he obviously thought that he didn't take anything, but apparently he did as uh, Jose Canseco alluded to in the book, Vindicated. It's 9.17 on a Sunday night, Sports Docket, February 15th, and we'll take a quick break. Uh, We're sponsored by Ground Crew Studios, and we'll be right back after this on the Sports Docket with Aceman and the Quas. What will recording your next project at Ground Crew Studios do for you? Your teeth will sparkle and your car will shine. The new Hattie in Accounting will take you out to dine. You'll never have to diet or exercise. You'll make big bucks and have smaller thighs. Get relief from the bloating of gas. Cut. Uh, prices, it goes together. Yes, it goes together. Let's try it again. How many crystals am I going to get? Five. How many sides can I pick from? Five. Plus a drink and it only costs me? Five. That's what I like. The Speed Hit Show Pinks All Out is coming to Atlanta Dragway Saturday, May 10th. Let's get it on. Do you love your mattress? Love a good night's sleep? Then welcome to Boyle's and the Kingsdown Experience. Come on, Windex even cleans what the other stuff leaves behind. So? So, a bird could get hurt flying into a window like that? I'm Jeff Gordon. I drive for Pepsi. This is how I open it up. Husqvarna. Feel the power. God forbid a man gets to watch one damn race all the way through just once in his life. There's a place where the earth rolls, the pines sway, and the shadows stretch. It's a place called Pinehurst. Always had a hankering to play Pinehurst. There's always something new from Rubbermaid. At Carolina's Medical Center, we value the importance of your health. Come discover the real George Washington because he's alive again at Mount Vernon. Chinette, life is served. Ground crew.
nine nineteen on a Sunday night uh, here on the Sports Talk with Ace Man and the Quas. Uh, let's get back to this interview here. We were just returned for a commercial break. We're back. Peter Gammons, Alex Rodriguez, ESPN. Uh, we were pretty much getting to the point uh, where A Rod was talking about that he got steroids from a pharmacy. Uh, pretty hardcore steroids, but he got them over the counter at GNC. Now, when did you get the wake-up call, Mr. A-Rod, that these were actually steroids? Yeah. Well, it wasn't until, uh, you know, 2003. I was laying in my bed in Surprise, Arizona. <laughs> Surprise! Uh, we were doing a team conditioning down by the pool in Arizona. You know, I suffered, you know, a very serious neck injury that went all the way down my spine. Couldn't feel anything oh, for a couple of weeks, if you know what I'm talking about. I missed uh, uh-huh. about two and a half weeks of spring training, and I was scared. You know, I was going to miss some more time. So oh, I was on a streak of about 400 games I consecutive played. You know, because I all care. You know, I care all about my numbers. You know, maybe it's 300. Maybe I'm being a little bit, you know, exaggerate. But I'm not sure what the number was. But it was a point in bed that I realized, what am I doing? Not only am I going to hurt my baseball career, but I'm going to hurt my post career. I'm going to hurt my blonde hair. It was time to grow up. Stop being selfish. Stop being stupid and take control of whatever you're ingesting. And for that, I couldn't be. I couldn't feel more regret. feel more sorry. Because I have so much respect for this game. And you know, I have so much respect for this game. And the people that follow me and respect me. I have millions of fans out there that look up to me and, you know, will never look at me the same again. All right. Uh, last question, Mr. A-Roy, Alex Paredes. Um Let's go back in time here. Uh, how were you introduced to these substances, and was it at the gym, or was it from other players? Well, let me start off by saying first that uh, if I could go back in time, I would definitely change my decision. I wouldn't, you know, take these performance-enhancing drugs. But you know, the Good culture, boy. culture was, you know, was pretty prevalent. You know, there were a lot of people uh, doing a lot of things. There was a lot of gray area too. You know, like back when you could walk in GNC, get four or five different products that today would probably trigger a positive test. You know, I mean, well, uh-huh. that's not to mention before I go on that Bud Selig's an idiot, and he should have really stopped this. But anyway, it wasn't a real traumatic day once I arrived in Texas. It's something monumental happened in my life. Point of the matter was that I started experimenting with a lot of things that today are not legal or today are not accepted, and today you would get in a lot of trouble for. That, really? That happened to me in Arizona. Surprise, Arizona. I realized that, you know... I, I didn't need any of it. You know, what I have naturally, my mother and my father, that's enough. I've played the best baseball of my career ever since. I've won two MVPs. I've never felt better in my career, losing in the postseason every single year. Of that, I'm very proud of. And, of course, A-Rod, the highest, played, uh, highest paid player in baseball, and he's a guy who was taking steroids and... Now, his career is tainted just like Barry Bonds and Mark Okay, Dwyer. well, uh, Peter, it was nice to talk to you. I'm going to go sunbathe. I have some uh, biddies waiting for me outside. In Miami, so good luck with that. Uh, it's, just, it's the life. You should try it, buddy. <laughs> okay, that, Great. of course, was a little bit of a transcript with uh, Peter Gammons, Alex Rodriguez, the official transcript, but it was Monday night on ESPN. Definitely check it out. It's uh, quite amusing, uh, especially when you act it out. But, yeah, I mean... Alex Rodriguez is going to face the heat all year long, uh, and, and and now it's just another... Uh, yeah, A-Rod, I mean, the only thing he has to do, he's got to concentrate on his game, and uh, he, you know... If that's to, possible. He's got to find because... a way to just block all the, uh, it's going to be hard to do, but block all of the uh, nuisances out of his, uh, and, out of yeah. his life and try to... He'll be a psychiatrist. Yeah, I, and before uh, we'll get off this air, I think, because I can't really take it anymore. It's been enough already. But I uh, just want to mention uh, that the uh, Lindbergh Bowling Team, we'll, we'll go a little bit more local here, Lindbergh Bowling Team, uh, we did a great job this year, uh, made the county championships, uh, finished 16th out of 60 in Nassau County, it's the best we've done the last four seasons, uh, we had two guys, we had Cameron, we had Anthony, uh, make the county championships, so I uh, just want to give a little shout, congratulations. What's your secret, time. what's your secret? Uh, secret was just, you know, we, you know, we never got mad. I mean, the key is, with a sport like bowling, it's much like, you know, a sport like golf or tennis, uh, well, not tennis, more like golf. You know, you're playing against yourself, you know. As long as you're on, there's really nothing else that nobody else can do about that. As long as you, you know, 
you have the mechanics and you can adjust the you know the oil patterns on the lanes. Your uh, you know your game face, your posture. That's what you, that's what the key is to bowling. And you know if uh-huh. you keep you keep calm, keep a good attitude, then generally, um, you know you you do a lot better. And that's a good uh, good uh, you know credit give credit to our coach Saputo for you know not putting too much and pressure. And there's no uh, there's no time. bumpers, right? Obviously, there's no bumpers. Oh yeah, obviously. I mean, even the girls don't use bumpers. <laughs> well, yeah, we did a great job this year. I was, uh, I was glad to be part of that team. A- a- any strikes? Any spares here, Steve? Of course. Uh, I average around like 160, 160. Nice, nice. And, you know, guys who make counties average over 200. Oh, wow. So, yeah, excellent uh, job by them. All right, now, also, um, the other thing uh, that I really uh, wanted to get to tonight, I mean, even, you know, we still have Brett Favre to get to, but... New York Rangers are just on a tailspin since uh, the All Star break. If you haven't noticed, I would uh, say scored ten goals in the in the last seven games, and you know one of those was five against Washington. So if you take that game out, uh, it's five goals in six games. I mean, you have <laughs> less than a goal a game, and that that is just unacceptable. Kind of mind you, the Mets they were getting shot out all those games in a row. Uh, but I think Tommy Ray's on the hot seat. It was one of those games, the Dallas Stars 10-2 victory over the Rangers. I mean, that's just – I mean, one of those – as long as you only have, you know, maybe one of those in a blue moon and, and then the next couple of games you come back. But they've just been in a tailspin ever since that game. I mean, uh, it was a 10-2 game in Dallas. I mean, today's game was just a disaster. Lundquist got pulled in the second period. Uh, they lost 5-2 today. It was 5 nothing though, at some point. The last two basically just crappy goals. I mean, really, uh, it's really been bad. I mean, very bad. That's and to I mean. make things even better, Sean Avery's coming back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Sean Avery, I would say, like, what the hell are they doing? But anything, I guess, to give him a spark right now, maybe it will be worth it. I mean, I think Tom Rennie, I mean, it's not all his fault. But as a coach, you're responsible, you know, for, you know, as a coach, you can't control whether you know you win a Stanley Cup or not, but you can you can control the intensity of the team and that they're playing hard. They're not playing hard for Tom Rennie right now, so that you know, the good is a thing, sign that he might have to go. The good thing about the Atlantic uh, Atlantic Division is that uh, the Rangers, even though they, they've only been on a tailspin, they're still not that much out of first. Uh, the Devils still have a nine-point lead. The Flyers are uh, barely in second over the Rangers, so the Rangers have not. Falling out of the playoff race just yet. Oh, the uh, Rangers question. are still in that that six seven spot area, but not much ahead of uh, eighth place. Uh, you know, eighth place, eighth place, I believe, sixty four points, and ninth place at fifty nine. So Florida, much, yep, Florida, and Buffalo. There, not much room for error. They have to start playing, or else they're going to find themselves out of the playoff picture. Uh, also, and, so. And, and, and you wouldn't have thought that at the beginning of the year, the way they were playing, uh, the way Lundqvist was playing, where the whole team was. Uh, con- was clicking and now all of a sudden. I mean, yeah, I mean, but you know what? They were overachieving a little bit in the first half, but I mean, they just cannot score goals at all. They need to win games two to one, basically one nothing, two to one, or else you know, if the other team scores two, basically saying, oh, they're not going to win tonight because they can't score goals. They just that, score that, goals. That, that, that Shanahan deal still surprises me. You know, the fact that they let Shanahan go back to the Devils. Speaking of yeah, speaking of Shanahan, the New Jersey Devils have had just an unbelievable uh, second half start. I mean the they're they're just on a roll right now. Uh, Devils, of course, uh, first place in the Atlantic Division, I believe, in the high seventies in points now. Uh, they have a nice uh, little cushion over the Rangers, I believe, right? They have a nice cushion. Uh, they played San Jose this afternoon. Uh, I'll check the result of that in a sec. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, they were down. They were down four three second intermission. Uh, we'll, we'll check the score so, on that for you, but yeah, New knowing, Jersey, knowing San Jose, they probably lost. San Jose is 37 and seven, but uh, let's check it uh, right now. Uh, the Devils were down four three in the second period, like you said, and I'm waiting for it to load. But yeah, the Devils uh, playing the best team in the NHL today. Uh, the game was at home, and the Devils won six five a final. So wow, they beat the best team in the NHL. Uh, Devils beat San Jose today, six to five. Devils are basically, uh, I think, probably third best team in the NHL. I mean, I would say San Jose and Boston. You have to put it. I would say two, so. Well, you, you got to put the Red Wings. You got to put the Red Wings up just because of last year. Oh yeah, they're, they're uh, of course the defending champs. But you know, the Devils are. Yeah, the Devils take that. I, I I have to say so. I mean, the the, the uh, 
you know, uh, the whole team, the Devils have, have three players uh, in the top ten in scoring and points. I mean, right, so Quark, the Devils, you, Quark, never you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do right now? What? I'm going to lock it up. The Devils are going to win the Atlantic Division. Congratulations. I, never, I, I never thought you would say that, but uh, I'm glad you're coming to your senses. As much as I don't and like the Devils, they're, they're a very good team this year, and they've done it all without Marty Bordeaux. I yeah, mean, what a job Edmonton has done. That guy's got to be considered for some type of award. I don't know if it's a comeback player or breakout player, whatever type of award they have for that. I mean, he's done just a tremendous job. 25 wins I in think, net. Oh, yeah, Clemenson, uh, out of nowhere, uh, the guy has come. Uh, to be the, you know, uh, a bro door time kind of figure. 25 and 11, that is absolutely spectacular. Great year. For uh-huh. Me. Yeah, no doubt about that. You're having a better year than Lundquist. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, amazing. And this could be, it could have been your uh, Stanley Cup preview, uh, Sharks and Devils. Of course, the Devils have got a long way to go. If they want to be considered the best team in the East, Boston is... Well over them. I mean, the Bruins had a surprising loss to Nashville on uh, on Friday on Saturday night, but the, uh, the Bruins still arguably the best team uh, in the East. But the Devils can I think Devils can overcome them. Uh, they have overcome the top teams in the past. So the, back to the, the good old days for the New Jersey Devils, and I sure hope they can uh, get into the playoffs again. As a Devils fan, I'm used to. Uh, I'm used to uh, saying that uh, the team is going to do well and then watch them lose or get swept oh, yeah, the by the Rangers. The years, they found their way into the playoffs, but they really haven't been this good. All right, we're going to have to take a little quick time out here on the East Man of the Cross. Coming up, but don't go away because we still have a lot less. We have Brett Favre to talk about. Of course, Brett Favre returning from the Jets. We'll talk about We have next spring training. And we'll talk about uh, who's going to be the quarterback for the Jets next year. All that and more, and your phone calls, of course, at one six four six four seven eight one one five one one eight six four six four seven eight five one one eight. We'll take all your calls at that number, and we'll be right back with that and plenty more. When I was a kid, I used to hit rocks over this creek in my backyard. I guess you could say I'm still hitting rocks. But now, it's out of other people's yards. There are many roads to the show. What will yours be? MLB 08 The Show. Nothing gets you closer. Rated E for everyone. Only on PlayStation. He popped him up. He's going to get it. Rocious down from third. Rocious makes the catch. Ball game over. A perfect game. A perfect game for David Cohn. Fastball hit in the air to left field. That's deep. That goes Chavez back near the wall. Leaping and he made the catch. He took a home run away from Rowland. Trying to get back to first Edmund. He doubled off. And the inning is over. Broken back. Foul ball off the right side. And the barrel of the back came out to Clemens. And he picks it up and throws it back. And Piazza's walking out toward the mound. And now the home plate umpire, Charlie Rutherford, gets in between them. Piazza points to himself. And so does Clemens. In the air to deep right field. That ball headed toward the wall. That ball is out of here. Out of here. A game-winning grand slam home run off the bat of Robin Lindbergh. Drive in the air to center field. Timo Perez jumps in the air, waiting for it to come down. Makes the catch. And the New York Mets are the 2000 National League champions. Giambi on his way to third. And they're going to wave him around. The ball misses a cutoff man. bat of the game. There's a fly ball deep to left. It's on its way. There it goes. And the Yankees are going to the World Series. Aaron Boone has hit a home run. Five and a sweet to the stretch. He's
Again, it'll be a 3-2. The stretch and pitch. Swung on and popped up again. Off third. Hayes has room. Hayes makes the catch. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The New York Yankees have won the 1996 World Series. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. Norwood missed. Four seconds left. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25. And the Cowboys with one and six ten seconds. Puck is dropped. The Cowboys control. And it's all over. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. Something that most people did not think they would hear in their lifetime. Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. Your source for all New York sports. All right, we're back here, episode 55 of the Sports Docket with Ace Man of the Quas 935 here on a beautiful Sunday night, February 15th. Of course, beautiful. great to have off tomorrow. And, of course, Sports Docket beats Sports Heaven any day. Any day, any Fuck night. the Yankee uh, fans on that show. No question. Uh, we, of course, uh, we're just kidding. That's a great show. You guys should tune into that also. Of course, yeah, uh, they come on right before us at 8, so definitely check them out sometime. Um, that's, that's, I guess let's go into Brett Favre here, and then we'll get back to the baseball. Of course, uh, the countdown on Mets and Yankees.com, nine days each until each team starts the uh, first game of the postseason, uh, postseason of the spring training. Exhibition games, of course, it gets a little messed up because you have the World Baseball Classic in March, and uh, as we get close to that, we'll also preview that. A lot of the local players, both Mets and Yankees, playing for uh, their, their countries, their native countries, uh, in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, I don't know about you, Stephen, but even despite the fact that the Mets have uh, the heart of the order of the Dominican, or, or is it Puerto Rico? I think it's Puerto Rico lineup. They have Delgado and Beltran in there. I don't know USA. Uh, well, USA, well, they'll have David Wright, David Wright representing David Wright's on USA. Uh, A-Rod. J.J. Puss is doing it. I believe for the USA. JD JD Putz, I, I think uh, Putz is on USA. And Kerad probably for like uh, Venezuela or somebody. Venezuela, you got uh, Mariano Rivera playing for Panama. Uh, I, I think that's the only notable player on Panama. And uh, uh, we have Jason Bay playing for Canada. <laughs> oh yeah, just playing playing for. You have a couple of, actually, Justin Morneau is also playing for Canada. So you have a couple of uh, really young players on the Canadian team. Uh, Sean Green is playing for Israel. Just kidding. There's no Israel. Uh, <laughs> no oh, Mike Piazzi played for Italy. Yeah, he played for Italy. Uh, if they had a team. But, uh, I, don't I think, think in, uh, last time they had it was 07, maybe? They had... When did they have the Classic? Uh, 07? No, no, no. no, no the, the, classic, the Classic is every four years. So the last time they had it oh, was... Oh, so it's 05. Two... Are you sure? Oh, I five. Every two years. Uh, well, I b- believe this is only the second one, but I'll double-check on that. I think, I pretty... think the last one was 07. Not, not 100% sure, though. Just double-check, because I'm pretty sure it was in the, 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 there's only been one. Oh, well, double- not that it matters, because it's happening this year. Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> by the way, getting back to Favre quickly, uh, spend a couple of minutes here, because we have to. Uh, I mean, this fresh Favre saga, of course, won't end, but, of course, he says he's retiring. I mean, maybe we'll have a show in, like, three weeks saying, oh, Favre is back, you know? But, uh, you know, I have a feeling that's not going to happen. Uh, I think this is the right move because um, just trying to maybe, if he comes back, trying to maybe just extend the records, I don't know, because, I mean, at the end of the season, last five games, he didn't have much left in the tank. I guess that comes with being 39, that, uh, you know, he only really lasted like 10 games. And uh, after, you know, after that game in Tennessee, uh, the Jets weren't the same the rest of the year. I don't know why that was the case. Maybe they were a little complacent. I don't know what the story is, but uh, I think they need to go in a different direction. I need to give either Kellen Clemens a shot or go uh, in a different direction as far as getting a future quarterback. These one-year fixes aren't going to work in the long term. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the Jets go in the right direction here. I, I also, I don't think that Brett Favre would really fit uh, Rex Ryan's game plan. I mean, Rex Ryan, he's a tough coach. No, he he's much he's a, a leg up from Eric Mangini. Well, apparently uh, though, Mangini was a tough son of a gun as far as the practice field goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, can't confirm that for sure, but from what I hear, and of course uh, my aunt, you know, works for the Jets. 
uh, just travel. She knows a lot of that stuff, but uh, but anyway, Mangino, I don't know. There's just something. Maybe the players didn't respect him. I'm not sure what the problem was. Yeah. But of course oh, he, he didn't got fired. The I mean, it's kind of a tough luck to get fired at nine and seven from being four and twelve the previous season. But I guess the Jets wanted to go into a different direction. And, well, Steve, uh, I mean, I think, I look think at it, a Tampa lot Bay. of yeah, a lot of questionable decisions that Mangini made, especially you know that second to last game if you remember in Seattle not going for it on fourth and goal to one in the snowy game. They ended up losing that game. And, you know, of course... Uh, that was the killer. You know, I, I think throughout the season, like, you know, we were complaining at the beginning they should pass more. And, you know, we were satisfied when they did that. But at the end, Thomas Jones was your bread and butter. He was having some season. But he only got the ball 10 to 15 times a game when he needed it 20 to 25. So, I mean, I think that was also a poor job, not getting Jones and Leon enough into the action. I think that probably cost him a game or two also. Yeah, and Rex Ryan is probably going to bring a much different game plan, uh, kind of the same game plan they had in Baltimore, I think, uh, when it comes to New York. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, for the Jets' sake, uh, as far as Rex Ryan goes, maybe you could steal a couple of those guys from Baltimore. I mean, maybe that's oh, the yeah. plan here. You know, uh, a couple, uh, of, the, a couple of defenders. The, the jewel of the free agent is Ray Lewis, but, you know, I, I think he'll stay. But the guys that you look out for, uh, the guy Leonard, the safety, um, who had a breakout season and is now a free agent. Uh-huh. Uh, also, uh, Bart Scott, the outside linebacker, and also uh, Terrell Suggs, who's the other, uh, he's like the defensive end slash outside linebacker, kind of like a Harrison-type player, James Harrison. So I mean, You know what I'm surprised? I'm surprised that Rex Ryan is keeping a lot of the uh, Jets, uh, the same coaches that they were under the Mangini era. He's not really going... Uh, He's not really using his power to appoint new coaches. Uh, that's kind of surprising to me, but I guess he he, he wants to run he wants to run it with the same people that got the Jets the nine seven record from last year. Uh, just yeah, I'm not surprised. Different. I th- I think that I mean I think Sutton, the defensive coordinator, should be fired. He did a terrible job last year. Oh yeah, and we'll see what happens with that though. But the anyway, I think, I think going into this offseason, the main thing with the Jets is you're going to need. You need to find obviously the quarterback situation is going to be big, and you need to get a pass rush. That, those are the two big things. Hopefully, some of that comes in the draft, and you'll need some free agency also to get that done. And the Jets Giants, do not have a good Giants, draft pick. For the Giants, uh, I think yeah. that um, you know it'll be interesting to see how the defense responds next year. Under not under Spagnuolo, uh, we'll see who takes over that. Um, that'll be interesting to watch. And also, uh, they're going to definitely need to get some help for Eli Manning, uh, a wide receiver. Led, you know, Monty Toomer isn't a number one wide receiver, so they're He's gonna gone. To get a big guy. Uh, I think Antoine Bolden ends up coming. That's what I think is going to happen. Antoine I think Bolden, Bolden will really. be a giant next year. That would be huge. We need a guy to replace. I think, uh, I think Plaxico is going to turn it turn it around, and I think it's going to come back to the Giants. We'll see. I, don't know, I mean, that might end up happening. I, but you know, uh, and by the way, Hushmanzada also a free agent. But I think Hushman's uh, out of more of like a small possession type receiver. You already have a couple of those. You have Steve Smith and Dominic Hickson. Uh, you need a, a big, uh, big threat guy, that tall guy who could, you know, go up and vertically catch. That was the those. problem. That's why the Giants could be the Eagles to get that uh, conference game. Yeah, I, I, I truly do believe if uh, the Giants did have Plaxico at you know full strength, they would have made it. They would have been fifteen and one. I don't know if they would have won fifteen and one. I don't know if they would have won the Super Bowl, but I think they would have definitely done better than what they did. I think they would have finished first instead of second. I don't know how much of a difference that makes, but I guess it did. Um, but I, th- I think it, it could have been a lot different if uh, you have Plax go there. Because that one guy just sets the tone for everybody else. Because then, you know, you need to double him, and then, and then you have, always have one other guy that's open, et cetera, et cetera. It's a domino effect. Uh, yeah, Steven, you were talking about the uh, Jets getting a lottery pick before. The Jets probably won't have a good lottery pick. But just quickly, I want to say this. The Jets the will have, right? like, I think I said 17th pick. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not so bad considering their record. But there's one team in New York that's going to have a very good lottery pick this year, and that is the New York Islanders. Uh, they have a rookie right now. Well, the uh, Islanders, uh... They're, they're literally the worst team. There's no team that even compares how bad they are. Uh, they're the dead I mean, they're last. They're playing better than the Rangers, though. At least they lately, have some heart. Lately, uh, lately, well, they lost the Flyers 5-1. So, I mean, they're playing with more than the Rangers, but they haven't done well lately. They had a five-game winning streak, I believe. The Islanders so. have the lottery pick. I mean, they've pretty much clinched it. Uh, there's no one as bad as them. 
Apparently, so, if you're uh, an Islanders fan right now, root for your team to lose. Yeah, I mean, my friend, my friend's a diehard season ticket Islander fan. Uh, Still going? I'm going to the game with him tomorrow. But, um, Have yeah, fun he, rooting for him. I mean, the Islanders, whenever you go, the chance aren't let's go Islanders. The chance are we want Tavares. Uh, John Tavares apparently the top guy in the draft this year. Uh, the Islander fans want him on Long Island next year. Supposed to be a very good player. So, I mean, I think the Islanders is probably a top three pick. I mean, because oh, no the question. NHL, I mean, if you have the worst record, you're not guaranteed the first pick, unlike the NFL, which I think that's that's the right thing to do because teams could you know just lose games on purpose. You don't know. Uh, that's, that would be the right thing to do. Of course, that's the best chance at it, but we'll see. See what happens. Let's talk about the favorite. I'm sorry. What was that? Apparently, a little bit of uh, technical difficulties with the quas. Quas. I uh, well, anyway, the quas is trying to talk, but a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. So, I mean, um, with the Islanders, uh, of course, you know they they don't want the first pick in the draft. I mean, interesting to see what direction they want to oh. go in because they need a forward and they need a goalie. You know, can I you can hear me now? Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, he just uh, he went away from me for a couple of minutes, but he's back. My mic was down, now it's up. Okay, we're back. Um, as we were saying before, the uh, team favorite on our station is the New York Mets. And we want to, of course, they start spring training uh, coming uh, in nine days. Well, the pitching and catch are already reported. And, Stephen, there's been a little smack talk going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. What was the quote, Squash? Well, K Rod apparently. Uh, the Daily News, first report of this, uh, K-Rod, uh, sending, of course, if you're a Mets fan, you remember all the, the Jimmy Hansen quotes uh, directed against the Mets, saying we need the team to beat. Last year, Carlos Beltran said uh, in spring training, we are the team to beat. He actually said to Jimmy Rollins, we are the team to beat. Of course, we know how that ended up as the Mets collapsed for the second straight year, and Jimmy Rollins uh, showed us again. Uh, what it means to be a winning team in the NL East. But then, uh, this year, K-Rod had this to say yesterday. He said, with me and J.J. Putz and the additions in the ball pit, I feel like now we are the team to beat. So I'm not sure that's indirectly directed to Jim Collins, but the uh, intent is clear. The Mets are the team to beat this year, according to K-Rod. Do you agree, Steve? Or do you think the Phillies are still the team to beat? Absolutely not. Uh, the uh, defending champs are the team to beat, and I'll I'll put all the pressure on them. I don't mind the being the underdog the... for once. You know, the Mets are never the underdogs the last couple of years, but now they I think they the are Mets the underdogs. Were the under... Well, the Mets were the underdogs in 2006, and that ended up pretty well. I wouldn't be surprised that... if the Mets won the division, but if you told me right now, do I think they will? Absolutely not. The Phillies are... I was... The Phillies are the team to beat. I think the Marlins are a very dangerous team. I think the Nationals, believe it or not, I'll say it right now, the Nationals, uh, you know, they're a very dangerous team too because you know they have uh, some very nice additions to their team. I think they have uh, uh, the, Bra- the Braves. Uh, the Braves are the Braves are the Braves. I think the no, I mean, believe it or not, I think you could uh, you could you know mark me down for my words right now. I think the Braves will be last place this year. I think the Nationals are better than the Braves. I think the Mets are better than the Braves. It's been a while since the Marlins are better than the Braves, and I think uh, I think the Phillies are better than the Braves. So on February 15th, I, just, I don't see I don't see how the Braves improved in the offseason. I mean, all they got was Derek Lowe. Yes, yeah, dear. I want to touch on another thing. Very interesting. Jerry Manuel. Uh, Braves I don't mean, have a center fielder. Oh yeah, Andrew Jones didn't resign with them. Right? No so Andrew Jones. Uh, no Mark Kotze. I don't know. Who, I mean, they're trying to get Griffey, but you know, what's a 39 year old in center yeah. field really do for you? So the Braves and the Yankees will have one thing. Both have one thing in common. They both don't have a center fielder. <laughs> uh huh. Oh yeah, that's true. The Yankees. The uh, Yankees do not have a center fielder right now. Starting, I guess uh, they'll give the job to Swisher. Swisher and Nady maybe. Or, the, or that uh, that rookie Gardner, uh, Brett Gardner, may get a chance yeah, at maybe, it. Maybe. Uh, well, Damon will be in left field. Damon's in left, and then you in right field. Uh, Nady, Nady and Nady. Swisher probably, and then you'll and have. You uh, have Matsui, but Matsui is mostly DH now. Well, you know they uh, could afford just to have a defensive guy in center because uh, I mean they have so much offense. They were trying to get Mike Cam, but that didn't work out. But anyway, yeah, here's the, the, uh, Mets. the Yankee. I mean, go up and down the Yankee lineup. I don't see where the easy out is. You know, I'll just go around the diamonds. I don't know what the lineup's going to be. 
But of course, first base you have to share. What an addition that was. <laughs> you know, I, I think Cano is going to have a bounce back here. He had a terrible year last year. Um, Jeter is uh, yeah. He bounced back. Yeah, of course, Jeter, of course, always hits 300. A-Rod, I mean, I mean, even A-Rod. though he has this controversy, I think he'll still have a good year. And, of course, in left field, Damon, not an easy out. Always like a little slap hitter. Gives a lot of hits to left field. And then Gardner's probably the only easy out in center field. You have Nady and then Swisher. And then you have... Uh, you know, Jorge Posada, and then you, the and DH. Yeah, DH, Matt Suey. No easy out in that lineup. Yeah, there's never easy out in that lineup. But let's get to the Mets lineup here. Jerry Manuel said today that uh, he's considering dropping Reyes to the second spot in the order and, and having Luis Castillo as a leader to try to spark Castillo to become the hitter he was uh, in Florida. Well, you know, according you know to a couple of sources that I've heard from Castillo, uh, you know, actually lives up to his word and came to camp in much better shape. I mean, who knows how his knees will hold up, but, you know, I guess he lost some weight. He said he lost 20 pounds, so that will definitely help a lot towards his knees. Well, I don't think he'll ever be the player he was in Florida, but if he could be somewhat of that player, that will definitely be good enough. You know, I think if Castillo, you know, I'd be very happy, very happy if Castillo uh, could hit, like, you know, around 280 this year, steal 20 bases. And you'll play good defense. That's all we need from him. Actually, Stephen, this 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 the starting lineup that uh, Manuel is considering. Take a look at this. All right. uh, Luis Castillo batting first. Reyes, uh, no, not Reyes. Beltran hitting second. Jose Reyes hitting third. Delgado batting fourth. David Wright hitting fifth. Uh, then uh, Ryan Church sixth. Daniel Murphy seventh. And Brian Schneider batting eighth. Well, you know what? It looks like that though because they don't have uh, they don't have enough uh, power in the lineup. Because they need Manny. Exactly. Well, that, well, that was the big question all season. The Met, and and uh, Jeff Wilpon and Manaya both said. There's not yeah, there's not enough power in that lineup. I mean, if you if you go with the lineup, um, let's say in not particularly in this order, but let's say you have Reyes, Beltran, Wright, and Delgado in the top four of the lineup. I mean, yeah, I guess you have to put somebody else too. But if that would be Man, your fifth hitter would be Church. I, well, I don't like that at all. You know what? I mean, I guess they could could uh, could consider moving Reyes to second, but you know how many uh, you know opportunities is Reyes gonna get to steal now from the two hole rather than the one hole? Um, you don't want you know Reyes to you know you know steal when David Wright's up. I mean, you do, but at the same time, you don't want him to affect David Wright's at bats. Uh. Uh-huh. I don't know, interesting. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, you look at uh, Reyes in the three spot. You know, Reyes hit 19 home runs in 2006. Is Reyes really the guy? I mean, you have to figure that Reyes' home base is actually going to go down uh, in the three hole. Uh, he's not going to steal the You broke up a little of that course? What did you say? I said Reyes is not going to steal your 60 bases in the three hole. No, well, well, if Reyes bat, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think, no. The thing is, though, if you bat Reyes 3, then you're trying to turn him into a power hitter. I think the number 3 guy in your order has to be the on-base guy, has to be the clutch guy. I mean, even though David Wright maybe has many clutch in September, I think he's the guy who will drive in your runs. I think Wright, you have to leave in the third spot. I think you can move Reyes around to second. I think Reyes can bat second. I don't think... I think if he bats third, I think we'll get the mindset that he's trying to be more of a power guy. I don't really, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I, they could always give him a try. I mean, the Marlins uh, have said Hanley Ramirez is going to bat third this year. But again, he has a little bit more power than Reyes. Oh, yeah, no question about that. Uh, we got about five minutes to go on our show, so uh, I mean, pretty much covered all of, our, all of our topics. So if you want to call in, it's pretty much fair game going down the stretch. Uh, we will take a quick break here on the sports docket. And then we uh, will come back and take your last-minute phone calls with Ace Man and the Quas. Getting picked number one by Phil is what every player dreams of. He spends whatever it takes. I'll take the big one. I'll take two. <laughs> he treats you like you're part of the family. So, Ladanian, I understand you led the league in rushing last oh, year. Oh, Just can't wait to make me look at you, Dad. <laughs> And he's so focused on the team. Scap on waivers, but if I do, I'll have three wide out. 
Maybe a little too focused. Sign up Fantasy Football on FoxSports.com. The new fantasy home to LT and focused owners like Phil. I'm good. <laughs> Live from Lynn, Brooklyn, New York, this is the Sports Docket Radio Show, where they spin and the cross on Blog Talk Radio. Nine fifty-four on a Sunday night in New York City, the day after Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day slash President's Day weekends. A lot of people off from work tomorrow for the federal holiday, so they'll be able to. Uh, I guess most sports fans tomorrow, I guess, will keep posted on. Uh, I guess spring training and uh, I guess some NFL hot stove if they want. But uh, we'll take your calls here. We got about four minutes to go. One six four six four seven eight. 5118. We are also now on Facebook. Uh, we finally got on there, so check us out. You can the live stream over there if you're. I'll do over under with... cross. Over under how many days to on Twitter? How many days? How many days to on Twitter? Repeat that. I, I didn't catch that. How many days? How many to days to on Twitter? Apparently, that's the next big Facebook. Oh yeah, Twitter is the next big Facebook. Uh, I would say probably a week, and we'll get on there. Well, Twitter, yeah, Twitter, we'll be on Twitter. We actually are on Twitter. If you want to check us out at twitter.com slash doc, and we are on Twitter. We just don't have the live show on there, but we are on Twitter. We have a page, twitter.com slash docket. So check us out there really? as well. Yeah, check I us know. out on there. Oh, Steve, actually, one last thing. I forgot to mention the Mets here. Uh, the, ra- the race for the uh, fifth spot in the rotation the Mets signed Levon Hernandez, uh, who's. I don't the, know uh, why, by the way. Yeah, I was I was going to say something about that. I mean, he's the half brother oh. of uh, El Duque, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean he's. Uh, I, mean, look, he walks, I mean, if if you want innings, the guy get you innings, but they're not going to be quality innings. Well, also the thing is, it's not. It doesn't cost more. It doesn't cost that much for their. Uh, well, for their he payroll. didn't get a major league deal. Did he get? I'm sure he got a minor it's league. It's a minor league. league. It's, like, it's the same deal as like, the Mets gave Freddie Garcia. He's basically. Um, I think he's probably the third understudy as far as the rotation goes. You have Garcia, who's the favorite, and then I want Redding. Garcia to win it. I think Redding. If I could say right now, I think Garcia will be the fifth guy. I think Redding will start the year in the bullpen. I think the first guy who goes down, Redding will take over in the rotation. And then that's when you'll see maybe Levon get called up for the long man. So does, does that leave room for a John Neese or a? Uh, there will not be room I for mean, John Neese at the beginning of the season, but if uh, we need a little spark in the rotation, or if there is an extent of injuries, or if simply uh, there's just struggles with uh, the young guys in Maine or anybody like that, I think that you, yeah, I think we will see Neese at some point this season. So what do you think of this rotation, uh, Santana? I mean, we start, we start with Santana, Pelfrey, John Maine, Oliver Perez, and then uh, Freddie Garcia. Is that rotation? Oh, it looks pretty good. I mean, you have a chance to win every day with that rotation. Definitely. Definitely that's a good chance. That's neat. Win. The yeah, lineup, I guess, I, th- I think at some point, I think uh, they will trade for a bat July 31st. I think that will uh, that will happen. I think uh, one of the lefties goes. I think Church maybe will be that guy. Or maybe... Uh, Maybe a couple of the young guys who they got, and there's a good chance I believe you will see Fernando Martinez this year. Uh, and definitely, I think I think smart in not trading for the guy. Uh, I think around you know when school ends around the middle of June, I think uh, that's when you see Fernando Martinez get the call. I that's what I think. I think the Mets. I if I if I could predict the future. I don't see a fast start, but I see them being much better down the stretch this year. And that's all because of the bullpen. Okay, and we're going to close out now on the sports docket. Definitely check us out for our next show. Keep us posted on Facebook and uh, and uh, also on our website, blogtalkradio.com slash docket. Uh, also, by the way, Stephen won the NFL pick season. He beat me by five games. So congratulations to him. Uh, he also got the Super Bowl pick right. I got that wrong. He picked Pittsburgh, picked Arizona. Uh, he got that right as well. And uh, any final words, Steve, before we head out? Uh, uh, final words. Uh, just everybody uh, have a nice uh, little prison week off. 
And, um, you know, this is the quiet time of the year for sports. But, you know, pretty packed show tonight for a uh, quiet time, you know. A lot of off-season, uh, not, not off-season, also field issues right now going on in sports. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, we didn't even, we even uh, mentioned uh, Michael Phelps. What, what a good role model for the little kids. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, but uh, jump and check us out next week. Uh, and uh, we'll hope to see everyone then. All right, guys. So um, peace out and uh, have a great President's Week. And we'll see you uh, next Sunday. See you then. Adios, keep it, keep, amigos. Keep it posted. Bye-bye.